If you're a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place for you. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian women who are ready to write the book that will take their business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. I'm Nika Maples, and this is episode 119, Believe God Can Turn It Around. If you've been listening for the last few weeks and you know we are in the Nika Maples vault right now, going through a series that I recorded in 2014. I recorded these videos that are all based upon reading the one-year Bible because back in 2014, I was just trying to build my business as a Christian coach, speaker, and influencer. I wanted to be an author, to have a thriving business that would not only provide for me and my family, but would also advance the kingdom and transform people in Jesus' name. When you lead your readers to spiritual freedom, you're leading yourself to financial freedom. And I believe that God wants to bless kingdom centered businesses like ours. Well, I was creating these videos and then I got discouraged and I stopped because I thought, hmm, I don't think very many people are watching these. Is that where you are right now? Do you feel that you've created podcasts or maybe blog posts or social media posts like Facebook Lives and Instagram Reels and whatever you're doing is not getting a lot of traction, well, take heart because even something that you let go after a while can be brought back to life. These eight recordings that I made in 2014 are turning into a series that my new listeners here in 2022 are enjoying and getting some solid encouragement from. Today's episode is no different. It's going through an obscure story from the Bible that not a lot of people teach on or preach on. It's not in the VBS curriculum that you grew up with, but there is so much rich encouragement here that is specifically for our time. I was amazed to re-listen to this lesson because when it talks about prices being sky high, I thought in 2014, that wasn't necessarily the case, but right now it is. And the title of this episode, Believe God Can Turn It Around, is as true for us in this day and age as it was back in the Bible times when prophets were announcing to God's people that he was with them no matter what. Their message that God could turn it around is the same for us today. So as you are building your business and trying to benefit your family and your local church, recognize that there is no hard time that God can't see you through. Believe that God can turn it around. This week's reading assignment in the One Year Bible offered some incredible stories, so many that it was hard to choose. Finally, I picked one that I thought would teach us some important truths. The king of Israel and Elisha had been working together for quite some time because every time the enemy was about to attack, the Lord would tell the prophet Elisha, and then Elisha would tell the king. He would say, 
fortify this area because someone is about to attack. So the land had enjoyed some peace and, and some protection. But finally, the king met an enemy he didn't know how to face. There was a famine in the land. And in the marketplace, all the prices of the food skyrocketed. There wasn't much food left, but what there was was so expensive that ordinary people were starving. So the king said, I'm going to kill Elisha. This is the Lord's doing. He brought this trouble upon us. He decided that he would send a hitman and he got his officer to go to Elisha's house to execute him. But how are you going to sneak up on a prophet? So Elisha was sitting in his home in a meeting with some leaders and said, in a minute, somebody's going to come to the door and try to kill me, just letting you know. And while he was still speaking, there was a knock on the door. To paraphrase a brief conversation between Elisha and the king's officer, Elisha finally said, tomorrow the prices in the land will be so low. They'll be lower than any you've ever seen, and there'll be an abundance of food and supplies. And here's where we draw our verse to look closely today. From 2 Kings 7, 2. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Now here's where the story gets really good. Because at that moment, there were four men outside the city gate who were suffering from leprosy. So they were ostracized by the people. They were talking amongst themselves and said, well, we're starving to death out here, but we can't go back into the city because they're starving to death in there. The only choice we have is to surrender ourselves to the enemy. They might let us live. And if they do, so much the better. But if they kill us, then we were going to die anyway. So the four men with leprosy went out to the Aramean camp where the army was stationed. Only they found a ghost town. There was nobody there. See, the Lord had made the army hear the sound of galloping horses and speeding chariots. They were terrified and they just retreated. They ran away and left everything. So the four men with leprosy stumbled from tent to tent. They got drunk. They ate food. They took the clothes, they, they took gold and silver. Even the horses were still tied up there in the military camp. But finally they said over their goblets of wine, they said, this isn't really fair. We should probably go back into the city and let them know this has happened. So they did. And to make a long story short, the next day when it was truly proven that the enemy was nowhere in sight and they had left all of their belongings, the people in the city poured out of the city gates. It was a madhouse. Picture Walmart on Black Friday and guess who was ordered to hold open the door? The king's officer. He saw all in one day, he saw abundance of an abundance of food and supplies in the city gates, just like Elisha had prophesied. But also like Elisha had prophesied, he ate none of it because the people trampled him to death as they tried to get out to the camp. The two important truths we can learn from this story, number one, did you hear how the king said, I'm going to kill Elisha. This is the Lord's fault. He brought this trouble upon us. We know that sometimes when people are angry at a man or woman of God, they're not really angry at the person. 
They're angry at someone else. They're just taking out their anger at the Lord on the one who represents him. Don't forget that. Another truth is when God says he can turn things around, we need to believe him. The consequence is far too great if we don't. So how are we going to know what he says if we don't pick up his word and read it? This is where we find out what it is we need to be believing. And so if you are caught up with your Bible study, great, keep going. And if you're not, pick it up today and keep going. Did you know that if you're not regularly speaking life, truth, and blessing over yourself and your writing, you might be missing heaven's best for you? Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What kind of fruit are you eating? What kind of seeds are you planting with the words that you speak? If you need a little extra encouragement, maybe reminders to speak life and blessing over yourself, I've got a fantastic tool for you. Sometimes when I speak and I teach on the importance of blessing yourself out loud, people have said to me, I wish I could carry you around in my pocket. It made a light bulb go off for me. You can carry me around in your pocket. What if I texted you once a week with a blessing that you could read out loud over your life? That's exactly what I have for you. I've created a helpful tool that meets you right where you are so you can quickly and easily adopt the habit of proclaiming blessing in your life. I call it Truth Texts for Writers. And when you enroll, I will send you a weekly biblically-based blessing a statement to read out loud and proclaim over your life. You can even rename my phone number in your contacts to be an encouraging sentence that you'll enjoy seeing from time to time. My own says you are unstoppable. And when it pops up once a week, I can't wait to see what I've already sent myself. Yes, I'm the one who writes them and I'm also eager to receive what I've written because sometimes I forget and I'm glad to see that message. You are unstoppable. Open it and begin reading it over my life. When you are ready to begin this habit of blessing, go to nikamaples.com forward slash truth text and start bringing heaven to earth in your writing life.